and he'll be talking about managing the transition in the Arab Spring, a comparative perspective. So. Thank you very much. Uh, I promise not to tell you anything that you do not know. So if you like to, uh, to sleep, you are welcome to do this. You'll not miss much. Yeah? Okay, I uh, have a very ambitious goal to compare uh, the way the transition um, is managed in the countries of the Arab Spring yeah? and hoping to uh, come to uh, some sort of um, understanding yeah, of why it seems to be failing uh, in some countries and uh, to be uh, progressing well in other countries. Yeah? So the major points that I'll talk about, you know, the importance of the management of the transitional phase, the major challenges, who runs the transitional phase, the performance, the international experience, and perhaps causes of variations in performance. So the transitional, the way the transitional phase is managed is very important, because if it is managed well, then the country would move to hopefully at least more stable political order if we believe that the goal of um, the revolts of the Arab Spring is to establish more democratic systems, then if the uh, transitional phase is managed well, then we are going to end with uh, more democratic uh, regimes. Of course, if it fails, then the transition itself will continue for you know, um, a long time. Um, uh, no. uh, in order to uh, come to an understanding of why the transitional phase uh, could be managed well uh, or not, it is important to know who manages uh, this uh, transitional phase. Um, it could be a military council, this is the case in Egypt, it could be a civilian government made up of a coalition of political forces, this is the case in Tunisia, it could be an elected government uh, led by survivor of the old regime, or it could be um, a national transitional council made up of people who uh, uh, revolted against the old regime. Uh, all these groups are going to uh, meet a number of challenges. First of all, ensuring transitional justice, uh, facing up to the revolution of rising economic and political expectations, uh, shaping the outline of a new political system, and keeping the state um, together. Now, what about the performance of um, the transitional phase in the four countries? And I have in mind Egypt, uh, Tunisia, Egypt, Libya, and Yemen. These are the countries where the um, Arab revolt led to the emergence of um, new kind of political groups. So in terms of ensuring the transitional um, justice, um, this was entrusted to the judiciary in Tunisia and Egypt, but remains a time bomb um, uh, in Egypt. And this is, is an unresolved problem in Libya. And still, uh, this is a controversial issue in um, Yemen. Now, in the case of Egypt, and I'll talk more about Egypt since uh, the whole meeting is about Egypt, uh, um, the uh, question of transitional justice, we are waiting for the 3rd of June to find out what will be the verdict of the court that is trying um, Hosni Mubarak and two of his sons and six of the senior officials of the security apparatus. Uh, what will happen? And I think this could um, undermine the whole process, the kind of um, reaction uh, to the verdict. Um, and I think uh, the verdict will not be satisfactory to anybody. Yeah. Um, I doubt very much it will be severe um, a verdict. Uh, 
and um, I doubt very much also that uh, Mubarak will be acquitted. So it will be a sort of mild uh, sentence for uh, Mubarak, and this will not be satisfactory to um, uh, many uh, people. Um, in the case of Tunisia, it seems, although it is not satisfactory as well, but it progressed and it does not seem to provoke much uh, discontent in uh, the country. Uh, in Yemen, um, in fact, uh, Ali Abdullah Saleh proved to be the most skillful of all Arab leaders because, you know, uh, he is safe, uh, of course, an attempt was made on his life, but he is safe and members of his family still, you know, control much power in um, Yemen and uh, uh, in the case of Libya, of course, it ended the way you know, but Sifuddin, Sif al-Islam Qadhafi, you know, does not know whether he will be tried in Libya or will be tried um, abroad. So this is a major question for the transitional phase. But definitely, where there is um, uh, still a problem, this is you know mostly in Egypt. Now, um, a second challenge during the transitional phase is the um, so-called the revolution of rising expectations. And uh, of course, this is an old expression in social science. But the, what is important is that the revolution of rising expectations is not limited just to economic demands. It does include also demands for political participation. In the four countries, we see manifestations of you know, this explosion of demands for you know, a larger share of the national wealth, a larger degree of participation in the political system. And um, 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 in Tunisia and Egypt, uh, in fact, we have the two kinds of uh, demands. We have new, uh, new groups uh, who would like to um, um, uh, have a larger share of political power. These are the Salafists uh, who were not heard of, definitely were not heard of in Tunisia, and were not heard of in Egypt as uh, political groups. But they are coming up, and they would like to assert their presence in the uh, political system. And uh, these groups are not necessarily organized. Um, uh, the supporters of Hazim Salah Abu Ismail in Egypt are not organized at all. And um, they are not um, very good at you know, formulating uh, political demands. And uh, they um, act in ways which do not conform uh, to any set of um, uh, well-established uh, rules. So it is this kind of uh, groups uh, who um, constitute a problem for the transitional phase because there is no satisfactory way of dealing with them. They, they don't accept rulings of the judiciary and they don't even accept the logic you know, of the judiciary when it is said to them that the mother of uh, Hazim Salah Abu Ismail has a U.S. passport and uh, therefore she is an American. They say, what does it matter? Well, she was born in Egypt, she gave birth to Hazim Salah Abu Ismail. Uh, the fact that she has uh, U.S. passport that she participated in elections in the U.S. does not prove at all that she is an American citizen. And so, in fact, there is a big problem of communication with these groups, and I think this is also the same thing in Tunisia. But besides this, uh, we have also, you know, the large number of uh, strikes by workers, by peasants, by government employees, you know, everybody uh, who are claiming, you know, higher wages, better working conditions. Uh, so this is a major problem for the transitional uh, phase. Uh, then shaping the outline of a new political system. How to shape the outline of a new political system. There is a clear and working roadmap in Tunisia. Um, there is an elected constituent assembly which is going to uh, draft a constitution. We have a roadmap in Egypt, but it's not working. You know, we were supposed to elect the constituent assembly, but you know, one um, elected one constituent assembly was uh, formed, but then it was found um, 
illegal and therefore you know negotiations in order to form another constituent assembly you know um, uh, are dragging them and um, uh, it does not seem that um, uh, this uh, constituent assembly would be established in the near um, future. Uh, in the case of Yemen, there is some sort of compromise, but it is not a satisfactory uh, sort of um, a compromise on how to move forward. And there is slow progress in the case of Libya. Uh, another um, uh, challenge to the transition period is simply keeping the state together. And this is quite evident uh, in the case of Libya, but this could be also a big problem in the case of Yemen, because just before the removal of um, Ali Abdullah Saleh, people in the south, or at least some people in the south, wanted to separate uh, completely, um, and some regions in Yemen were almost you know, completely autonomous from the government. Uh, in Egypt and Tunisia, there is no threat to the state, but definitely keeping the state together uh, is uh, quite um, uh, important. Uh, the um, regional and international actors uh, do play a role, and um, this is particularly important in the case of Yemen. In fact, the compromise that led to the um, uh, ouster of Ali Abdullah Saleh was reached uh, through the intervention of regional actors uh, and international actors uh, as well. Uh, um, in the case of Libya, uh, Libya, it is very interesting that international actors were very important uh, in removing Gaddafi, but they do not seem to be playing any role uh, in shaping uh, the future uh, political system. Regional and international actors were not directly involved in you know, guiding uh, the transitional phase in um, uh, Egypt and Tunisia. And one may ask the question uh, whether you know, the involvement of regional and international actors uh, might be uh, useful, might be uh, helpful, uh, or might not be helpful. I think what we heard about the role of Gulf countries, uh, it seems that you know, <laughs> if they are involved at all in the case of Egypt, that their involvement is indirect. Uh, and it is not quite helpful because you know, at one point uh, it was said that they wanted Hosni uh, Mubarak uh, to remain in power. And then later on they proposed to the Egyptian government to get him out of the country in return for giving the government a big loan. We do not know whether this is true or not, but anyway, you know, uh, one is legitimately um, uh, capable of asking this question whether, you know, what sort um, of uh, in the what sort of um, role that the regional actors can play? Would it be constructive or not? If we try to assess the performance of the four countries in terms of the way the uh, transitional phase is um, managed, we find that, you know, just to cut a long story short, you know, it seems that, you know, in Tunisia, the um, uh, transitional phase was managed relatively better, relatively better than the other uh, cases, because we see a clear um, road map. Uh, the um, uh, revolution of rising expectations did not undermine the uh, government. The state is kept um, together. And uh, there is progress towards um, outlining uh, the shape of um, a future uh, political system. And um, in the case of Yemen, there are more uh, threats um, to, to territorial integrity of the country. The situation is not very clear in um, Libya. Um, uh, Egypt is still facing, and I think will continue to face, the problem of rising economic and uh, political um, uh, expectations. So far, you know what I said was just to, just to make some remarks about the, the way the transition phase is um, managed. But, um, you know, uh, 
what do we know? I mean, what sort of judgment we can make about this? Uh, in other, does the international experience of countries which went through the same process, uh, does it tell us anything about, you know, um, some lessons how to guide this transitional phase? Uh, in the case of Latin America, in the case of Eastern Europe, Poland, in um, uh, Eastern Europe, um, uh, in the case of uh, Chile, um, in the case of South Africa, the notion of a national pact, I think, was quite um, interesting. There was roundtable discussions in Poland, which set um, um, some rules uh, of how to move from uh, the um, uh, communist regime. In the case of South Africa, there was also a period of negotiations, uh, which also established some uh, guidelines. Um, in Latin America, this notion of national pact was also one way uh, through which the um, uh, actors uh, who are interested in uh, overthrowing the old regime and, you know, uh, preparing uh, the way for a new regime, they came to define uh, the rules. So um, what happened in the case of Egypt is that an attempt was made to reach a national pact. Uh, we um, had in Egypt something called National Dialogue. It was held twice, uh, but uh, uh, it was inconclusive. And um, um, uh, in the case of uh, Tunisia, perhaps uh, the reason that you know Tunisia is progressing well because there is some sort of agreement uh, among major uh, political uh, forces, and they are already um, uh, in power. If we see who is running the parliament, who is the prime minister, who is the president, uh, we find a sort of you know uh, shared power uh, among all these actors, and they agree on how to move forward. In the case of Egypt, there is no such agreement, and in fact. The level of division among the political forces, you know, um, uh, uh, divisions among political forces are found at different levels. We have divisions between the military and civilian political groups. We have uh, divisions among civilian political groups, and even you know, each camp within the essence, we find differences among the liberals. We find differences. So I think this failure to come to an agreement among the major political actors is one of the causes why the um, uh, transition is uh, uh, not progressing well. Uh, but I think this would not be enough. <laughs> it is important also to go beyond this. Uh, why there is disagreement? Uh, and um, in this case, I think we can refer to two sets of um, uh, issues uh, which um, uh, uh, produce this, um, uh, this uh, disagreement. Uh, first of all, there are differences of interest. Uh, in fact, we can say that the military are interested uh, in maintaining their position in power, um, not necessarily continuing to be um, in power directly, uh, but at least you know maintaining some privileges, uh, you know being able to influence the political process uh, from behind <coughs> the scenes. So there are uh, these um, interests definitely on the part of the Muslim Brothers and the other actors. They have also interests in you know exercising in possessing uh, a share of political power. So this is one thing, but I think it would be quite wrong just to limit it to interests. I think there are also, and I think this even could become even more important, uh, there are also value differences, there are ideological differences. Uh, so, you know, this combination of, you know, value differences uh, and, you know, um, uh, differences uh, in concrete interests, I think, complicates uh, the search uh, for a way out of the transitional phase. And uh, the, um, uh, what is worrying uh, is that these differences uh, would not be, would not disappear uh, with um, a possible end of one phase of the transitional phase, you know, the election of the president of the republic. I think these differences uh, will remain, and therefore, you know, the post-transition uh, 
could be also <laughs> uh, less stable huh? as was the transition. And with this very optimistic note. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.